Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello. Welcome. Life let's chat. It's hard. You want to talk? I know. That's disappointing. Sit back. Let's work this How's out. How's it going? What are we doing here? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm in Palo Alto, and T is in Rohnert Park. Hey, we're like bringing up both ends of the suburbs in the Bay Area. Oh my gosh, how nice. How old are we? Yeah. Um, This was, what was the name of this episode? It was, I should have wrote this down. Did you write it down? Oh, the name of the episode? Yeah, what if you woke up and couldn't move? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, this episode is decidedly less controversial than say episode one, sort of a feel good episode in a lot of ways. Um, what were your general impressions, takeaways, feelings? Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, um, there was an interesting kind of theme, I thought connection to the last one, um, a little bit and that Ooh. you know there's like a well i mean it's it's a stretch but go uh, on just that you know that 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 idea of invisibility not being yes seen, right i thought that yeah. was something that maybe you know we all kind of struggle with at some point i'm not sure but that that was interesting i mean I, this one i thought you know it was amazing to see you know his um like transformation, right? He's like an other, right? Yeah, he says in other a lot. Um, He's an other, invisible, yeah. 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 I thought it was a great story. It felt like he really, he felt, he always felt his otherness and he just mm-hmm. kept embracing his otherness and instead of running from it, he definitely plotted through it, which um, was really lovely. Yeah, that's interesting, this idea of being seen. Um, Because I feel like it's something that we say now more in terms of relationships, right? Like, I want to be seen. I want you to see me. I I see you. Yeah, I I see see you. you. 
that's there's the, there's <laughs> the, the SNL cherry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> and I'm just crying. Yeah. Crying. <laughs> that's so well, I mean, what what is that? What is that, this concept of being seen? Well, no, yeah, it's like, you know, you don't want to just be dismissed or ignored for being the person you are, you know, or put into a bucket. Okay, I get it. Gay. Put it into a bucket? A gay bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put people in buckets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Whit and I we had brunch yesterday and we were talking about this concept of being seen and almost kind of likening it to the concept of of it's almost superfluous in a way like like you don't need to be seen T you if you see yourself Mm -hmm. that should be enough for you in this world right um or we should we should all aspire to see ourselves uh it's like the same concept that's important of, yeah where do you get your validation because that's kind of what being seen to me is like am i being validated yeah am i is someone listening or seeing yes. or and but not just seeing but almost kind of begging someone to agree you know, oh, I felt seen. Usually it's because someone agrees with me, right? It's like a validation kind of thing. And <clears throat> oftentimes we yeah. can usually, we should find that in ourselves. I think it's, yeah, that's important, right? You have to accept yourself first, yeah. right? But I think part of the being seen too is like, you know, if you're disabled, you want there to be a, a ramp or something, right? Right, right. It comes so, down, so yeah. other other people who can build ramps or have the power to do that. Hopefully, they see you too. In that way, you know. But yeah. I think it's, you're right. There, what, what you're saying, I think, is really important. You have to be. Like, yeah, what you're talking about, like as yeah. a society, there are yeah. definitely like the invisible among us. And I kind of feel this, I'm not quite in a middle-aged woman, but I I remember when I was like in my 30, early 30s, and I talked to a middle-aged, or my middle-aged receptionist at my office job, and she's like, women in their 50s are invisible in this society. And I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> Hi. <Can I> go? <laughs> Whoever you are, that I've seen every day for eight years. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Do I have any mail? Okay. Hand me the mail. Do Do we have to talk about profound things this morning? So how do I answer the voicemail again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as I get closer to those ages... I feel that I feel that too. I also feel like maybe the older you get, the less vain you are, or at least for me, I'm not as interested in how I look. I mean, obviously everyone has feel some feeling of that. And but you're more about like I want to be healthy, I want to be engaged in my life, I want to 
you know, and if I walk out of the door without makeup on, it's not going to be the end of the fucking world. Oh, um, totally. <clears throat> so in a way, you're kind of almost okay not being seen. And, and maybe that comes with a confidence, too, of middle age, like the wisdom and experience of living is I don't need everyone to see me. In fact, please don't look at me. <laughs> don't, don't examine me. Because yeah. there's flaws. There's flaws here, guys. Don't look at me. I'm fine over here. I'll be okay. You go do you. Go look at each other like you need to do. You know, I mean, that's interesting, too, to think about. But you do want to, you know, those same people that don't necessarily need validation everywhere they go or, or even from society, et cetera, they definitely still have that in their, you know, personal relationships. Again, this is different than the idea of society not building mm-hmm. a ramp at le- yeah, legislators. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes. I, a quick question for you. What was your receptionist's name? Katie. Okay. Okay, I was just wondering. Um, Funny story about Katie. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, so, you know, I moved to San Francisco or to Oakland when I was 29, got this job in the city, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever, ever, ever. She was a receptionist, and looking back now, she I mean, of course, she was just being friendly, but there's always a little bit of a competition in an office to, like, befriend the new person like I'm gonna I'm gonna get them as my friend I think I don't know and she within the first few months of me working there she told me that she won tickets to see Coldplay in Oakland did I want to go see the show with her and I was like yeah okay that sounds good (laughs) and I knew Coldplay I only knew Coldplay from like mixes that people had given to me. And I, my, in my brain, I, my concept or my perception of them was that they were this little, like kind of little, little indie rock band. Right. And I don't know the venues. So she's like, we're going to the Oakland Coliseum. That means nothing to me. Right. We go tiny, 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 small. I should have got by Coliseum. We go there. We're like a billion rows up. There's like all these like white college boys around me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do I like a mainstream band? <laughs> like I didn't realize that they were like a mainstream band. Anyways, it was still a really good show. I was just kind of shocked to be there because I thought I was going to a small venue to see a small band. Um, <clears throat> but then another story with Katie is the same thing like maybe a year after that, she won tickets to go see Kiefer Sutherland's oh. his documentary that he made about a band that he was managing. So you went and saw the documentary, you watched a Q&A with Kiefer, and then you went to a venue and watched the band play. And that was wow, a wild night, for sure. I mean, was that more intimate? That wasn't in the Coliseum. That was in the Coliseum. No, oh, what? What was the venue? It was a venue in the Mission. I don't think is there anymore. It's on Mission. It's sort of near Doc's Clock, which is not there anymore. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's like down blocks. Of <clears throat> kind of Elbow near. Room? No, no, no. Uh, oh. Further down, like closer to maybe 22nd. Um, 
Br- Bruno's Blue. maybe? Oh, Bruno's? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty wow. sure. So okay. I don't but I don't remember where we saw the movie, but what was interesting, so this documentary is called something like I beg you to kill me or something like that. I'd have to look it up. But um <clears throat> he's following this band that he he thinks he's going to make into this huge, you know, raging success. And he's in the the documentary a lot because he's their quote unquote manager. But really, he's just throwing his name behind a band, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's an interesting, it's a regular band documentary, whatever. And then the movie gets over and he has the Q&A. And everyone in the audience that asked questions asked him questions about the current season of 24. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and instead of him, like, balking and being like, hey, guys, not cool. You know, we're here about my documentary and the band. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to answer all your questions about 24. Like, he was just loving it. I mean, um, great show. <laughs> it was a really good show. It was also, I just thought it was weird that people would think that they, that was okay to ask those questions. Anyway. I know. And then we went to watch the band play. It kind of sucked. Oh, no. Coldplay? No. No. Whatever this band was. But... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm there with a middle-aged woman, so I'm basically there by myself. Oh, yeah. But, Who are you going to talk to? Yeah. Definitely not her. Yeah. So, um... I don't know if these stories were any good, but it was my first <laughs> no, these are good experiences with a uh, an invisible woman when I first moved to town. Yeah, as who wins tickets a lot? With she, uh, yeah, amazingly, yeah. yeah radio it's, it's hard show. to be winning tickets when you're invisible. I think mm. <clears throat> I got I don't know. phone. But what's interesting about your story to me, though. Is that, you know, when you first introduced her, <laughs> you know, like, okay, blah, blah, you know, give my mail. But now you're starting to feel as she feels, right? And I think maybe you're starting to get this empathy thing as you're approaching your 50s, mm. right? <clears throat> Very quickly. And yeah. I think... Uh, right? Does it feel like maybe because now you are going into that stage that she was, mm-hmm. you're kind of feeling that same thing? Yeah. 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 And I could see yeah. myself like taking a 30 year old random places. Okay, let's not. That's this is a oh, we shouldn't talk about. Where I should talk about that. Okay. <laughs> no, then no, that's legal. <laughs> We're fine. <clears throat> We're fine. But I, I yeah, I don't know. I think that. Well, that's the thing. She always she said to me, "I'm invisible," and I took that as a negative. But maybe she it was oh. something that she leaned into. <clears throat> well, they always say, like, which superpower would you rather have, invisibility or oh, yeah. the ability to fly? And then they always say, oh, everyone always says fly, but really we want to be invisible. But that's more so we can be sneaky and spy. Yeah, I think so. Right, yeah. right, right. But maybe she was in the room, right, hearing stuff. 
Yeah. It's my, no, I'm not sh- Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. So but anyway. I think it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing here, I think. So we're trying guess, to say. I guess it's like depends on the context, right? These headphones are really squeezing my head. Is there like a way to loosen them? Or? I think these are for kids or something. Oh, oh. Why would she give you oh, the kid oh, one? They do loosen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes a difference. Um, I'm glad to help. Thank you. So what are what are some <clears throat> did you write down any highlights that you want to talk about with regard to the episode? Yeah, I mean that that was kind of a biggie for me, but yeah. also, you know, he is an other throughout his life, but you know, in the beginning there, it's a bit more of a struggle, right? And you know, his dad not accepting. Him being like effeminate and stuff. Right. I love so. how he really, he, I mean, it sounds like he just really took up for himself as a young age, at a young age. I mean, it sucks because it kind of isolated him and it gave him a lot of blame from the family that he kind of um, caused conflict in the household. But you, you also wonder like how much respect did that also bestow on him from his dad that he would stand up to him even from that young age. Although it does make me sad to think about a young boy being isolated and having to fight with his father um, about what he believes in. Um, How much do you love the name Raindrop for a pony? I do love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweet. And that's very sweet. The imagery of that, that, you know, this meeting him and it really, you know, brought some joy to his life and it was his spirit animal. Like when you were, when you were a kid, was there a particular animal that you were really into? Uh, I don't know. Did, did you have one? Oh yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I was really into, I was really into pigs. Oh, pigs. Yeah. (laughs) Like micro pigs or like regular pigs? (laughs) Just all, just all All pigs. I don't know where that came from. I don't, I don't. Yeah. But I just, I remember have like collecting them, being gifted them a lot. Um, I feel like in my family, there was always this pressure of like, you got to be into something. What do you like? What do you like? What do you like? And so maybe I was just forced to pick pigs. I don't know. I don't. So there's like music or science. And then you're like, you know what? It's going to be pigs for me. (laughs) (laughs) Art. No. (laughs) I think I'll do pigs. pigs. (laughs) Yeah. Pigs sounds good. (laughs) And thinking about it now as a pig is my spirit animal. It makes me kind of sad. But oh. also kind of appropriate, maybe. Oh, well, they're so cute and they're very smart. Yeah, so. they're cute and smart. Taste good. They do taste good. Yeah. Bacon. Mm. Just going to say it. We're all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you were never like a horse girl or anything? I, uh, the closest I, thing would be like a puppy. There was this cartoon of a, a puppy. 
It was a very tiny, tiny puppy. I loved that one, but that's all. A cartoon of a tiny, tiny puppy. It's so small. It's like the size of a hamster. (laughs) What was the cartoon? I don't remember any of this. But it was really cute, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, you a lot out. (laughs) Think about how much Arlo likes sharks. Oh, my God, loves. Can't get enough. And for years, he's loved sharks. I mean, he's only I mean, every year. Time, well, yeah. yeah. It's like every year for his birthday, he wants a shark-themed birthday. Has he added any other animals to the repertoire? Dinosaurs. Yeah, he has not a dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and maybe it'll evolve. I don't know. But it's still really sharks. Or... Are either of the other kids showing particular interest in one animal? Or are they just following the older brother sharks? You know, they're open right now. They're kind of figuring it out. They're yeah. way into the old McDonald's song. Um, oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, that was... That came, I think, from, like, your core. It felt like. What, my burp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it. <clears throat> I'm like my medication was increased, the dosage, and oh. it makes me feel nauseous. I don't oh, like no. it. I thought you yeah. just drank a lot of soda or something. I'm sorry. No, I'm trying to keep <laughs> from vomiting all over. Oh God. Are you <laughs> wait me laugh? <laughs> I don't know. Are you gonna vomit right now? Can you I, maybe no, I feel nauseous tea or something? Do I you got lemon water? Lemon water. I know those are not related at all, but no, they increased my dosage like from 20 milligrams to 40. Whoa. And it's just like, yeah, it's a really big jump. And that's um, double. Good. That's right. That's right, too. That's a, thank you. <clears throat> anyway, um, so John. You know, it was pretty bold of him in the 70s to uh, to just decide that he's going to be a modern dancer. And mom was nice about it, though. And this is the first time I actually kind of like the mom, because I didn't like it that she wasn't protecting him more from his father. I get it in households yeah. like that, and that time, it's hard to do that. But how wonderful is it that he just says... I'm going to be a modern answer. And she makes sure that he's in a class right away. I think that's really lovely. That is really sweet. It always seems like it's something that he shares with just his mom, right? Like when he comes out, it's just his mom. Yeah. It's not something when dad's like watching TV in the background or something. Yeah. Do you feel like your mom put you in a lot of stuff? Oh, well, I... uh, I mean, it was more just school sports and stuff. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it became pretty clear at an early age I was what they called a tomboy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was in all the sports. Sure. Like, oh, yeah, she's a tomboy. Definitely straight. Definitely straight. <laughs> Definitely. She's just a tomboy. That doesn't mean anything else than that. Totally normal. This is totally normal <laughs> for a girl to be a tomboy. <laughs> Girls like sports too. Well it into her thirties. I know that it doesn't last forever. <laughs> totally normal phase. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. 
She'll grow out of it in her 40s to 50s. For sure. Um, <clears throat> no, my mom always had me doing something. And the ironical thing about that is I hated everything. So, but she made me try everything. She made me try every sport. She was constantly enrolling me in classes, like at the Y. Like, it was a big deal that we not be home for the summer. So I, I remember taking this class, this weird cooking class. And the only thing I remember about it is we learned to cook hobo stew. And... Huh. Uh... Which is, I think it's just beans and hot dogs. And I took this other, I took a cheer class. That sounds class. good, though. Yeah. Oh, cheer yeah. class. Yeah. I took a class in baton twirling. Oh, my God. Can you do that? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> she always forced me into these classes. And I told you about, you know, she made me play basketball. And I hated basketball. Oh, and I love basketball. And but of course, by sixth grade, I was like varsity because it was my second year in it. And so I was a, a starter, even though I never touched the ball. I just was hoping, talk about wanting to be invisible. Do not pass me the ball. Do not pass me the ball. And then, like, I, for some reason, I'd be down at the end of the court, and they'd skyrocket <laughs> it from the other end, and I wouldn't be able to catch it. Like, ow, it hurt. <laughs> the only thing I could do is, like, set picks. Like, to this day, it's the only thing nice. I got from basketball. Nice. All, That's mom, a great like, thing. Yeah, setting picks. It does help. I do see picks a lot in my life. Aren't you always mentally kind of setting picks? No. Oh, you mean in, not in basketball? Like in life? Yeah, like in regular life. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Like, okay, for instance, <laughs> you're on a, a crowded BART platform and it's real crowded and there are like poles, right? And so when you're trying to get through or you're trying to wait, I would often wait near a pole because I knew ah. that people would be forced to walk around the pole and it would be less likely that they'd run into me. And I often stood next to poles when it was really crowded and I got the feeling that if this thing kicks off, I'm going to get trampled to death. So I'm going to sit next to a pole, a pillar, so it forces the crowd around me. Gotcha. I thought you were being symbolic, but you actually mean. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were 
like no, a setting pics. You're setting people up. I'm setting pics all day. No. no. I'm avoiding being trampled all day. <laughs> I didn't know this was a problem for you. <laughs> I guess I didn't know it either. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't set pics? Every day? <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean, I guess. <clears throat> I just stand next to poles. <laughs> but I, She's but, always I mean, loved probably poles. when we're driving, we're setting pics. I don't know. If I really thought, think about it, we probably are setting pics all the time. You're going to start to notice more. I'm going to, you know what? If that'll be my to-do. Is to, yeah. Uh, Till next time to think about if I yeah pics. let's make let's remember to talk about it. Um, setting pics behind setting the episode. Picks. Setting pics with Ellie and T. Ooh, because it it gets bigger. Because I really thought you meant not the pole thing. I thought you meant like setting people up for success, kind of thing. You know. I wonder if people that are listening know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Because unless all the sports followers, you know, yeah. people who like all sports of a ball. became real sporty real quick. <laughs> um, Is this a sports cast? <laughs> we know sports. It's just a Behind sports the metaphor podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we link sports to trauma so that you can better understand it. Um, but yeah, if you had to explain setting a pick T to a layperson. I guess I explained it with with the pole thing. It's like in (laughs) basketball, right? Uh, When you're on defense, or I guess offense. You're on offense. You're in offense. You're on offense. I think, yeah, picture you're on offense. Yeah, that's when you're setting picks the most, right? Yeah, someone has the ball, and they've got a defender in front of them, and then you stand right next to the defender so that when the person with the ball wants to go that direction drive the person they have to go through you first they have to go through you you're a you're a pole really yeah 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 whoa you're the pole whoa Whoa. (laughs) that got deep right yeah but it's a way of freeing it up freeing up the the person with the ball so that they can they can succeed yeah that's why i thought Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. yeah. Metaphorically, I might be setting picks for people. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll that's what I thought that. you were going to say. So, But that's good, too, the pole thing. So poles and pigs, that's what I've got down for you, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got tiny, tiny dogs. Cartoon dogs. I'm just writing notes, you know. <laughs> Poles and pigs behind the episode. I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's another sidebar randomly. When Mm -hmm. I'm going, when I have to turn left out into traffic and I have to look for my entry, I think of it as jumping in to like double dutch. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do do you see that one? I do. I do. You got to find the hole, right? Yeah. And you're between two, you know, them who have already yeah. left and them who are coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're setting picks there, too, just so you know, is if there's um, a pedestrian walking across the street, they're blocking mm. the cars from coming. Well, bam, freeze you up. 
That's so setting pics, yeah. So. See, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. You know, these are the things that people don't even notice. And these are the things that people tune in to hear about. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. Are you welcome? Are you welcome? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, bid you adieu. Out on a high note. And that was episode okay. two. okay so anyway let's talk about this concept of otherness Mm -hmm, I -hmm. I like how he says to his sister in high school I might be gay and she says I don't know what that means what that (laughs) what that means (laughs) I'm like what what year is it You don't know what that means. How old is she? Yeah. You know? What's that? Like, is it, I thought maybe she does know what it is. And it's just like, you know, let's not talk about this kind of thing. Well, it's interesting, you know, then in the 70s, that was still very much like a hidden identity. I mean, I guess more men were coming out, but there wasn't like a language or a knowing around, uh, a group like we can better, like we better understand today where there's more language and discovery, understanding, you know, uh, uh, ability to be open and honest about this stuff. So I probably did. I probably would have said the same thing. I don't know what that means. Well, now you're sounding like the therapist. Oh shit. Right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to, how you do sex because I'm not gay. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, I don't think they should be equated. I think what meant by, (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's like, it's one thing to have, you know, uh, an attraction to a, a certain type of person, right? But there's another whole thing to living gay. Right. Right, 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 right. No, totally. And what do you do with that? Because it's not, you know, in the 70s, it's not perceived as something that's just accepted. So you tell me you're gay. I I don't know what that means in this time, uh, what that means for you, for your life, you know? Yeah, it's bigger than just saying, hey, I'm gay. And you're like, does that mean you're, yeah, going to live that yeah. way? Is that, and what is yeah. that? Or are you and just what like. Is that? randomly have a crush on a dude like they didn't talk about like tops and bottoms then they didn't like get into it pitchers and catchers do you think i was just doing a sports metaphor oh (laughs) because (laughs) we're a sports podcast (laughs) yes we are um but i did love the juxtaposition that he sets up i mean one thing i love about the storyteller john is he's really like such a wordsmith and he really paints beautiful pictures with words mm-hmm. and like the picture of setting up, you know, he's got this Irish, you know, manly man who sells, uh, you know, cattle in a Chicago star- stockyard, which by all accounts is like a hard kind of burly man job, you know, and in a tough city. And, and then he has this like effeminate son who goes to NYC to be a ballet dancer. I mean, mm-hmm. that is that is so beautiful. 
that's what makes life so interesting, right? I mean, this is mm-hmm. things that people hate. <laughs> these, are, these are what our culture wars are about. <laughs> but I don't know how you can't stand back from that and look at it and go, wow, like the universe really has an amazing, like, sense of humor and a, and a paintbrush that's unexpected like you don't know what you're gonna get and to have expectations be dashed oh yeah it's like you know crushing for parents whatever but I don't know I really loved that picture that he painted you know and I'm um and then he talks about being in this coming out play and he looks out into the crowd of 10,000 people and he like sees his people. Yeah. It oh, is really this beautiful. whole like concept of his mom knowing he's gay and like don't tell your father. Like, what is it about us that we have to protect these heteronormative men from their knowledge about their families like they can't control like it's like oh he's gonna get all mad it's like all right like he can't handle the truth yeah i mean i don't want to be political but you know there's this concept of like a snowflake right and usually it's a talk about a a snowflake yeah talk about a snowflake you can't tell your thing yeah oh don't tell that'll upset him and really, who's, I mean, he's the snow, the father's the snowflake. Exactly. The, the, the courageous, brave, strong, mm-hmm. like, you know, knows himself person in the story is his, you know, very effeminate gay son. I mean, that that's brave to live that life, you know. Well, that's the whole thing, you know, <clears throat> the gender kind of stereotypes, right? If you're more effeminate, you're weaker, right? If you're, like, a strong, bro yeah. man, you're stronger. I mean, maybe physically in that instance, but, I mean, not mentally or emotionally. Not where strength matters. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting that we keep, and, and, you know, I, and I, I don't mean, I, it's not like I blame men for these points of view I mean at some point you kind of have to um, accept people where they're at and they you know should know better by now but we do offer a lot of toxic ideas to men about what their masculinity is and that that is a terrible thing that they have to deal with a burden that they have to deal with and there's just so many mixed messages and I, there, when I think about that, what a man has to deal with when it comes to facing those kind of challenges about perceived masculinity, it does make me feel like I have it easier being a woman in a lot of ways. Uh, You know, there is this expectation for women, but it's also okay, sort of, if women defy those expectations. Yes, yes. It, again, it might be like this otherness, right? Like if if you're brave and you accept and who you are, et cetera, and you have confidence, um, it's more readily accepted. But I think 
I think men don't have those kind of options. I don't know. Well, times are they are a change and hopefully a little bit. Or maybe we just live in a bubble. But <clears throat> I mean Arlo the other day decided he wanted to wear makeup. Hmm. And so, you know, he put some he put some like lip gloss or whatever and then he put some like blush on his cheeks and I you know, I walked in, I was like, Oh man, no, no, no. That's that's just wrong, you know? You're really supposed to be Did accentuating. You? You're really supposed to be accentuating <laughs> your cheekbones with a blush. You can't just you look like a clown. Oh, you like you know anything. You really gotta... <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I <was> like... <laughs> well, he has such beautiful cheekbones. I was like, no, really. Yeah, he it does. It's like a shadow, right? You want to have like a shadow. And he was just like willy-nilly uh-huh. with it. Uh that's yeah. why I thought it was just wrong. You know what I mean? But yeah, show uh, maybe a makeup <laughs> tutorial on YouTube yeah. or something. No, but yeah, I just I loved that moment actually. He was doing that. And I was like, this is I want him do whatever you want. It isn't like a girl thing or a boy thing or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this is how I think things have to change where we can't be like slapping it out of, out of his hands and being like, that's not what boys do. Gotta well, be a I, man, you know? I completely agree with you. Um, but then... Ah, there's just so many well, messages. So, like, he goes to school, let's say. Yeah. I mean, it's a little scary. Is yeah. he going to be teased, right? Of course. And then it's, it's that it does get a bit scary. Um, and and ultimately, a lot of times, that's what they're like. You know, your parents are like, I just don't. I, you you can be whatever you want, but you know, the world is going to be hard on you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but let's let's change the world then, so that that isn't a bad thing, you know. Yeah, but it's those brave souls that have to do it first. Well, that's for sure. I mean, I just think it's unfortunate in this kind of day and age that, as when it comes to culture wars, they're as toxic and horrible as they've ever been, you know, because people just say things for sound bites and for political maneuvering and I feel like the lines are really being crossed um as to what side you're on and it's unfortunate that you can't you really can't just live a quiet life that you want it's like you have to be a radical to be able to live free I don't know what I'm saying well anyway, it's crazy to think you're a radical like like, maybe people would think I'm a radical, and I'm, like, not. Well, from the outside, yeah. Oh, I mean, on the face of it, I would say that a lot of people do think that you're a radical. Isn't that funny? It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, you, norm, you know? Do you, do you want to tell our listeners why, why people might think you are a radical? Oh, what, because of... What do you mean? Because I'm gay or something, and I have short hair. Well, I didn't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to out you. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, that's nice. Well, people yeah. don't know. They don't oh, know I guess us. You're right. They don't know us. Yeah, um, super duper <laughs> gay. 
Um, <laughs> gold star. <laughs> gold star. Well, that's. I won't that's get into it. I like to say platinum star, but let's not get into it. No. Um, I got short hair. I do identify, you know, I'm, you know, she, her, all things. So it's confusing when <laughs> girls got short hair, right? Yeah. Radical. But I don't think so. I just feel like I'm well, just a normal guy. You're also married to a lesbian. And you guys mm. have three kids. This is and crazy. They've been raised apart from religion. I mean, yes. these kind yes. of decisions. And, but by all, yes. but if anyone knows you, outside of that, you're completely traditional, completely conservative in a lot of ways. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Okay, I don't mean conservative don't politically. Conserv- what are you talking about? Not politically. Wait, now people are like, what do you mean? Oh, okay, not politically. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. politically. You call yourself what, traditional. Well, you know. Like like you married like, house, kids, one and a half kids. Yes, conservative in that like you're not out being frivolous. It's not like you raised your three kids with your lesbian wife on like a sailboat or something. Like you're saving for college and you have yeah. a mortgage or you might have two. I haven't checked. Oh. You in a while. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we don't want to get into that. But <laughs> you, you've taken a very traditional, it's more traditional than conservative. Yeah. I would say okay. traditional route as far as like being a family man quote unquote, and raising your family that way. Um, and, and, but to me, there's, I mean, yeah, there's nothing radical about you, but to mm-hmm. freaking Joe Schmo in <sighs> Georgia, well, they got two lesbians with raising three kids, you know, that's just like, uh, and one of them looks like a man, but goes by she, you know, there's just, that's a lot to, that's a lot that doesn't understand these, doesn't know people outside of their bubble to accept or to understand, you know, that's, and, and, and that you guys are lovely parents and there's nothing weird going on in your house. I mean, when people rail on about <laughs> how gay shouldn't be raising kids, like what do they think's happening in the house? I know, what's going on? Like your kids I mean, brush like... their teeth, they watch Coco Melon, they eat fruit. Like there's so many yes. like wonderful like it's a healthy household by all accounts. I know. I mean and that's why like in the in in John's um you know, at the end when he talks about like the bigger world and this minutiae, right? Yeah. I'm like and like Arlo loves sharks. Like can yeah. we just and he wants to wear makeup. And he like, wants to wear makeup. Chill is, out. Is he allowed to be a person that does both? Yeah. Right? Yeah. When one is considered maybe more masculine and one's considered more feminine. Like, who gives a fuck? I know. Why does it even matter? Because well, you know? people Let us use live. these talking points to fear monger and get votes. and Get votes if you want to, you know, build a bridge or get another train. Oh, That's well. fine. That's not where the money is. It's in ruining all of our lives. We're just being normal. Kind of. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what these people think about. When I say these people, I'm talking about politicians. 
Um, so talking about culture wars, it was really interesting to hear the little segment about like the 1980s. There's this big, you know, obviously that was the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And there's this really crazy fear of body fluids and that artists, provocative artists were using body fluids, right, to you know, pronounce their anger over having to live this life. And specifically, you know, hearing from Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. that there's, you know, that he's promoting art where there but buckets of blood are thrown on just buckets. <laughs> Gay buckets. Gay buckets. Uh <laughs> Not only you'll get sick, but you'll get gay, too. That's how it works. <laughs> Science, everyone. Covered in the blood of gay. Wow, that was... Yeah. That was, like, randomly religious. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, like, yeah, conservatives like, blood is blood is ours. Blood isn't the gay. They take the rainbow. They take blood. <laughs> <laughs> So I grew up in a household where Rush Limbaugh was listened to. Like, it was kind of shocking to hear his name in this context. Because I'm like, is his mom listening to Rush Limbaugh? Because he was kind of alternative radio then. It wasn't, he wasn't like part of the mainstream conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the history of Rush Limbaugh. You didn't have to grow up with any conservative no. talk show radio in your house. No, I mean, it was a lot those... of religious songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> we get to the surgery. And you know, I love how the doctor is like, it's basically like, we're going to do this. It's no big deal. All and good. To have this outcome of him looking like a caged animal and screaming incoherently um, and him wanting to get to the window to bash the glass to cut yeah. his throat. Like this idea of being like stuck in your own body. Oh, and he's talked about stuck in the now of nothing. Mm-hmm. This whole idea that you don't have something to look forward to, that there's no end of the tunnel. That was like especially compelling when he was talking about that. And honestly, it made me feel horrible for sitting. Like, I sit entirely too much. I should be up and moving my body and like enjoying the freedom my body brings for me. It made me, it makes me feel like I take stuff like that for granted. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he talks also about, you know, it it gave him a chance to kind of slow down, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was really Um, beautiful, too. Yeah. He talks about, um, yeah, oh, that was really interesting. Because he early talks about the now of nothing, but then at the end, he talks about the fullness of now. Yeah. (gasps) He's a very amazing storyteller, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's his life, but the the way he uses words like that, I thought was really powerful. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I think you're right, you know, when he, when he talks about slowing down. You know, he, he was a dancer. He did marathons. He's like a, he's working at these performing arts, you know, centers. He's doing, the, and now, you know, in the House of Representatives, you know, all these things. And I was like, wait, when did he slow down? And I'm like, God, just like you're saying, like, I'm just sitting here. Yeah, I imagine him <laughs> sitting, like, in his wheelchair on my patio, looking in the window, just watching me sit all day and being like, this bitch. Yeah. Like, get up. Get up. Do, can you do something? Do something. I mean, it's you, amazing. You're yeah. going to get to a point in your life where you don't have that freedom anymore. He talks about that. He talks about... Yeah. The, he talks about what what do you write what I write down? Oh, we are all temporarily abled. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Yeah. Oh, totally true. You know, I think of my mom. Yeah. She's, you know, oh, think of your mom such a hard time. time. Yeah. yeah. There was a time when she was very active, mm -hmm. you know, running around, you know, doing all the things. And I always kind of forget, like, in the moment. Yeah. You know? And just to, like, remember and then to see it in ourselves. Like, let's take advantage of being right now able-bodied. Yeah. Let's go for a take walk. Take a damn walk or take do something. Take a fucking walk. But with him, too, it's not even like he's like, all right, I'm going to go be active. I'm also... I mean, he does all these things even after, yeah. right? I'm make like a in movie service. About, oh, yeah. I'm going to make a movie about what it's like to be a caregiver. I'm going to oh, make sure that the legislature, that it's it's a workplace that accommodate has accommodations for the ADA. Yeah. Like, I'm going to bring a pony across the country and go visit it and love it. I'm going to make 17 amazing. films. Yes. Yeah, he's a super driven dude. He makes me feel like I should sit down because he's tired. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Take a break, Making John. Making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the hierarchy of disability, right? <sighs> I mean, I thought that was interesting, too. It's like mm -hmm. this, oh, we're always comparing ourselves with other people, right? And, and you know, comparison is the thief of joy, but to walk into a physical therapy room and see someone who can barely move and think, well, at least I'm better than them, but then to see yeah. someone that maybe is on a cane or a walker and to think they're better than me, this idea that we're always judging ourselves compared to other people um, and that this exists in this community and it seems like it's acknowledged by everyone is really fascinating to me and of yeah. course it was i mean we have that in regular bodied able-bodied society we're always comparing ourselves to others um and what'd you think of that that comedy act well what's the rule of comedy oh it's always punch up right oh not punched down. So, right. So if you're, if you're othered, right, you're disabled and othered, you can punch at yourself. You know, that's mm -hmm. fair. But then 
if you're going after the uh, another other who by all intents and purposes is a struggling other like uh you know per, uh, people mm-hmm. being gay i mean that's punching down and no one mm-hmm. likes that no one likes a bully what do you think of it no i totally agree totally agree That's all yeah. I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I um, was really interested in that part because, you know, back in the day, you and I used to do some comedy. Oh, yes. And I think you're right. I didn't think of that as a role, but it's totally true. Yeah. Punch up. I love punch to up. punch myself. Punch, punch yourself or, or yourself and punch up. up. Yeah. Yeah. But don't P- punch up down. yourself or up. Don't punch My favorite is punching me or punching you. Oh, yeah. Right? Or punch each other. Yeah. We could punch each other. Yeah. But not punch down. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about. I think, I think you can talk about issues maybe in a thing that could be perceived as punch down, like where you're maybe pointing out, uh, I don't know, like, um, hypocrisy or or silliness or something but no I think that's I think it's really something really careful that you have to do like um always go after go after the ups ups, yeah yeah I'm with you there I think what was easy for us is just punching each other I mean that's the best way yeah it's so easy um you should punch each other more often yeah, I feel like we do. Are we doing that now? Is this what we're doing? Maybe. I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, you were pretty gentle about me saying that I was close to 50. I feel like usually it's a lot meaner. Like, oh, you're like 50 next week, right, Ellie? I mean, it would be. Now it's getting to be like the hundredth time I've said something. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying, I'm trying to get new uh, so you're material. Just, oh, I see. So you're just realizing your material is outdated. <laughs> well, oh, outdated like you, but also. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Glad you got it in. <laughs> um, my, my, one of my final thoughts, I don't want to be controversial, but I. <laughs> How much do you love that he, John, decided to retire and someone said, oh, you're retiring. You should become a lawmaker. Is that I mean, bad? Good for John, but I hate this idea, really. Aren't you tired of looking at our lawmakers and seeing these? Like, They're all like 90. 70, 80, 90-year-old <laughs> curmudgeons. That are Back in my out, day. This yeah, is, they're completely this is, yeah. out of touch with what's yeah. going on. Like, get out of here. Get out. I, I mean, for him, I think it's good. No, and he, he, he was obviously, like, viable, and he's smart, yeah. and he's got what's about him, and he's, like, in yeah. touch with communities and stuff like that. No, I'm not I'm not saying for him, and I, say, I, I don't think there should be, like, a law against, like, you know, a certain age or whatever. But I, I just, on the face of it, I love, you're retiring. Become oh, a lawmaker. <laughs> this is the perfect time for you to be making Oh, you're love. retiring because you're tired. You're not you going to be work a anymore. viable member of society anymore. You should pass laws. Do that here. That yeah. Tell us society. what to do. Tell us what to do now. Yeah. Bullshit. 
I fucking hate that shit. Doesn't seem like the right time. Why don't you go yeah. on some cruises? That's what I want to do. Yeah, be go doing. on a cruise. I would like to retire out. now. And just you shouldn't even vote. Don't cruises. vote for policies that <laughs> okay, are going to affect. Getting, this is getting controversial. It, what, but, well, we're getting a little... I'm 70. I'm going to vote for a policy that might not even come into play for the oh, next 10 years when I'm dead. So it's like affecting generations, sure. you know, beyond me. Oh, but I have, I'm feeling I, I should vote on it. I don't know. You know, I have strong feelings about the elderly. So now they can't vote or be in <laughs> Send them on a Just cruise. Just go on a cruise. I want to go on a cruise. Enjoy your grandchildren and be on a I cruise. Know. Why are we working still? Yeah. It's ruining people's lives. It's the myth of work. We've been indoctrinated. I'm in not America. trying to do all that forever. No, no. But people, you know, that's something Hate about out. contribution. Value. Yeah. Oh, well, contribution. <laughs> Do that, you know. Contribute by buying out and being on a cruise. <laughs> that's yeah, that's expensive. Let so. a fifty-year-old take that place in legislature. My fifty-year-old. Like, I'm talking. No, that's already. Let's go. Oh, 40s, that's still 30s. young. Well, he's still young. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting. No, I, up I'm there. pretty sure it is. Fifty's still young. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I, I wrote here invisible in your. Pictures. That's what I wrote. Love and that's we what brought I, it. Back around to the beginning, and I think that's where it should end. The end. Um, next time. Ooh. <laughs> so this was like a I don't know this episode. It it was a, it was an excellent episode. He's an excellent storyteller. wasn't full of controversy, um, and you know going forward. We're going to try to put as many in the can as we want to for this season. But Wit told me that we should feel like we can jump around. So jump, jump, jump around, jump, jump, jump around, jump. So I don't know. I mean, I would like, so the third one is the Scientology one. I still would like to do that one because I think that'll be fun. Religious conversation. Yeah, that sounds fun. Meaty, right? Yeah, fully meaty. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I'm I'm happy to do anything. I, uh, you know, am doing them in order, and I yeah. can talk about them however we'd like. Let's keep doing them in order until we maybe get really excited or something, and we want to change it up. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, anyways, I'm going to stop the recording. Signing off. Signing what, off. What was that? Eat all off? day. Oh. Did oh, uh, poles and pigs. Poles and or pigs no. forever.